guys and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. It's episode 18, which is crazy to think about. I never thought in my right mind that I'd even get past number five. Uh, it's It's been quite overwhelming, the response that I've got. Really looking at the statistics and kind of the stats and stuff and kind of listenership and stuff and across the board on iTunes, on Spotify and through the link on my Instagram at Shane Walsh Fitness. The, the listenership has been going up and up and I've also been very blessed with the kind of the, the, the standard and the quality of the guests that I've had on so far. Last week was Danny Lennon, which was kind of an almost a fangirl moment for myself. I've been following Danny for a while and he's one of those people that is kind of really, really well known in the industry on the nutrition side. And it also is amazing to see that someone who is Irish is kind of rocking himself out there putting the, putting the great word that evidence-based nutrition is the, is the kind of the way forward and like literally last weekend i was i also was honored to meet martin mcdonald from uh, mac nutrition and i'm studying one of his courses at the moment mnu and for anyone that is either just kind of interested in the nutrition side or is kind of looking at kind of more evidence-based nutrition stuff or is a pt or is just interested in nutrition in any way, shape, or form. I couldn't recommend that course any higher. It's definitely changed the way I coach my clients and definitely helped me answer those questions that are kind of coming through to me on Instagram all the time and through Facebook and also through face-to-face and online with my coaching as well. So I would couldn't recommend it any higher. And I got I was talking to uh, one of the guests that was on it recently, Holly Davish, and she asked me the question about it. She's literally signed up to... MNU and one of the questions she came through to myself was what did you learn and the I it was the first seminar that I've been at where it was a mix of people from day-to-day life plus PTs plus people in nutrition plus dietitians and stuff like that so that was really interesting and it was a great way for me to be able to pick up ways to, to phrase it to general population because that's ultimately what I work with on a day-to-day basis and the look cues and stuff like that and how I can relate that, that information to them because it's very easy for for practitioners and PTs and stuff like that to get to be able to read all the information but then not be able to explain it so it was a great way to actually meet martin and for him to be able to explain that to us like if as if he was explaining to one of his his clients so that was that was amazing so this this episode is episode 18 so this is going to be going out fairly shortly the i'm i'm heading off to to thailand uh for a little bit of or and or and I haven't had a holiday since I've been doing the, the PT stuff and the online coaching. And it, I'm looking forward to kind of getting a bit of an or. I will be posting a good few pictures up on Instagram, so I do apologize for that. And I also be available on Instagram and stuff like that for questions if anything does come through. So I put up a, I'm going to try and do like a short Q&A. So the Q&A, the questions are coming from you guys. So they're coming from various different mediums of face-to-face from the clients, the online clients that I have, and also through Instagram from 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 you guys. So it's it's awesome that you guys are kind of listening to my to the, what I'm trying to say. There's also it's it's really interesting for me to understand where your mindset's at because then that will help me put out a better message for you and a clearer message and allows me to kind of create the content to work around what you're what you guys are looking for. So a couple of the, there's probably about seven or eight questions that have come through 
So the first question is, some of the questions that are coming through are anonymous, some of the questions are from various different people, so it's, it's not fair for me to read out all the names, and then some of the questions are from just one or two individuals. So the first question that came through was, is so there was about 20 questions came through and I've probably picked the seven or eight, and I'm going to go back to these other questions in various different posts that are going to be coming out over the next few weeks. The first question that I'm going to kind of concentrate on is tips for combating bad snacking at work. It's the devil. devil. And that was through uh, a guy called at Barba Yanolstar. I think that's how you said it. I definitely said that wrong, so I do apologize. So I know when we're in an office environment, it's not the most friendly. It's kind of you're looking out the window and stuff like that. You can get stressed. So one of the biggest tips I know from when I had a real job and stuff like that, I was always just kind of, I know what I'm even studying now is kind of like you have food beside you and you're just eating for the sake of it. You're not even thinking about what's going into your mouth. And it just kind of happens because you're doing nothing. You're not up and around. You're not active. So it's just that the food is right beside you. So one of the things that I've kind of mentioned a few times on the podcast so far is kind of a system called the HALT system. So H is hungry. A is angry, L is lonely, and T is tired. So if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, well, then I would kind of pause, wait for maybe 20, 30 minutes, and see if you really do need that food. It's a really good cue, and I use it with my clients. Sometimes if they're kind of about to kind of just go off on a on a so-called binge, which rarely happens at this stage. Most of my clients, 99% of my clients at this stage, have that under control. But it, it, we are all prone to kind of one of, the, one of these times that, we see something and as I put out a post yesterday there's no such thing as bad food and that's one of the things that I've probably changed my mindset on that there is no such thing as bad food there's just food that's going to be more nutritious for you and less processed so one of the things I would say is kind of drink a lot more water because thirst is so often confused with hunger and even when you're drinking the water so on one of the episodes of Brian O'Hawkins who is a nutritionist with the Fit Clinic he spoke about getting your bottle of water and putting three bobbins onto your bottle of water. So every time you drink a liter of water, take off the bobbin and then you do that throughout the day. And once you've got rid of those three bobbins, that's your three liters of water throughout the day. So if you're feeling kind of so-called hungry, think about it. Is it. Are you actually hungry or are you just thirsty or are you bored or are you stressed? So think about it that way. So the other tip, tip that I have, I know a lot of my clients are in kind of the our nurses, and, the, and other people are kind of in office environments that they kind of just, you can almost distance yourself away from the cravings. I know when, especially if you're kind of in the office and if you're a little bit further away from kind of when the treats come in and normally the treats are placed up at kind of, if you're on an open plan office, they're normally placed up with kind of the secretary or the receptionist. If you're further away from those, the, the more it's easier for you to stay away from that and that that's really handy but if you're if, if you're a little bit closer to it it may be a little bit more difficult and the research states that the further you away from it and out of sight out of mind if, even if your back is towards it you're not going to be looking back and kind of looking over your cubicle to see who's going over to get the food and all that kind of stuff so the other one i would say is to plan your meals this is quite important i've been trying to get my been working a lot very hard on my clients to kind of get their meal prep meal prep is one of those things that i try to do as much as possible and i use sunday to kind of to kind of batch cook and i know some people are kind of like oh i don't want to eat the same food over and over again 
you don't have to. If you kind of cook maybe two or three dishes for the week and freeze those and then just remember to take them out of the freezer, which is the biggest thing, which is the biggest thing I forget about, and then put them into Tupperware and then bring those in with you. You'd also save yourself more money by not going out to the spa or any of the pubs and stuff like that because it's so easy to blow over 10 quid on lunch every day and that's 50 quid a week that could be two 250 quid a month and you could easily i do my weekly shop for 50 or 60 quid and that's all three on meals and like i'll put up more pictures on what my shopping list looks like and it's a decent amount of food there's plenty of fi- plenty of veg plenty of fish plenty of meat all that kind of stuff so definitely plan your meals it does help because you're still getting fed so just make sure you're including a bit of veg a bit of fruit in your meals a bit of protein which is your chicken your your steaks um and then you also include a little bit of fats as well which can be kind of from your your nuts or something like that um and then the other thing that a lot of people struggle with and this is one of the things that i kind of feel when i don't get enough sleep is i kind of the tiredness or my hunger hormone gets released and I feel quite hungry. So make sure you're getting enough sleep. It's so easy nowadays with the likes of Netflix and social media just to sit awake up on your phone and to look at the phone for ages. And then, oh crap, it's actually 12 o'clock now when you've actually been sitting in the bed since nine o'clock. So it's kind of a a two-way street in that regard in relation to trying to get enough sleep and trying to put away from social media. So if you can do that, you'll find that you'll be able to concentrate more at work and the water will definitely help. I know when I don't drink enough water, I feel quite lethargic and I get a little bit cranky and I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. And then as soon as I drink enough water, then I'm okay. And then the last tip that I have for this one is make sure to take breaks or walk around. I know it's so easy nowadays to kind of be on beck and call with emails beck and call with phone calls, beck and call with people coming up to you asking you questions and stuff like that. Make sure that you are on your own time. So if anyone's struggling with a little bit of kind of stress and stuff like that, I recommend reading a book uh, called The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris. It's phenomenal. I read it recently a little bit. Some of it's a little bit outdated, but I couldn't recommend it highly enough. And then if you make sure to take regular breaks. I know your boss may kind of say sit down, all that kind of stuff, but you even getting up to take a drink of water, even to get up to kind of go to the bathroom and that kind of thing. And then even walk around the office or else make sure on your lunch to kind of walk around, get a bit of fresh air. And that will kind of relieve a little bit of stress for you. So I hope those kind of five points for you do to help. I know looking back at it, when I was kind of working in an office environment, I could have done a lot, a lot. I could have, this kind of information would have helped me a lot more. So I do hope that these kind of pointers do help you guys. And then the next question that's come in quite a lot uh, is in relation to the supplements that we can take. So this episode has been recorded in one go, so I do apologize if I curse, go off on tangents, and you're going to hear me drinking water. So in relation to the supplements to take. So I hope the last question helped. Um, the tip for combating bad snacking cells, drink water, distance yourself from the cravings plan your meals, get enough sleep, and make sure to take breaks or walk around, and this will help you relieve stress, okay? So what are the what are the best supplements to take? So there's a few main supplements that you see out in the industry these days, and supplements can be sometimes expensive, but they don't need to be. So in relation to kind of the main ones that I would recommend would be fish oil. So fish oil can be taken in a capsule form. 
So the main kind of benefits of fish oils will be cardiovascular benefits. We could also reduce uh, inflammation and it may increase, increase strength and size gains, but that's people dependent and it may also increase fat loss and improvement in depression, which I think a lot of people are more open about now. And I think it's it's a, it's a quite a good benefit that it has. So the when to actually take it. So the daily dosage of this actually depends on how many how much oily fish you're actually having a week. So with oily fish, I'm talking about the likes of salmon. Um, and I know some people don't like fish, but so uh, what I would recommend is to try to have maybe one or two days of oily fish uh, a week. And then you could kind of, it all depends on when, how much fish you're actually taking. So the, the dose is very people dependent, individual dependent. So I would say 300 to 1800 milligrams per day. And that would be kind of the recommended daily dose. It's quite a broad spectrum. And there's probably, I think it's 300 uh, milligrams per capsule. I could be wrong on that but i think it's 300 milligrams per capsule so it's people it's 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 quite dependent on that and then there's also vegetarian sources do exist for i know i've got vegans and vegetarian clients online and face to face that this can help as well so vegetarian sources vegetarian sources do exist and that's called algae so a-l-g-a-e okay so the next um supplement that i'm going to talk about is vitamin d so vitamin d is one of those things that we in ireland do not really get much of it's you mainly get it from sunlight and as we all know ireland has the craziest craziest weather that's out there it can be sunny one minute i'm looking at it now it's sunny and i'll probably look at it in about 20 minutes and i'll probably be pissing rain so over 50% of the population are quite deficient in this. It affects your kind of your overall health and your immune function and then your muscle function and it can aid fat loss as well. So what I would say that when you are taking vitamin D, you can either take a cumulative dose, which you kind of you can either take daily, weekly or monthly. And I would kind of recommend to take it with fats and this will be kind of the, the best way for it to absorb kind of optimal, optimal absorption uh, when you are taking it. And then ideally, I would kind of say who should take it. I would kind of say I would recommend to go to a doctor uh, in order to there's nothing to worry about. It's just kind of it's kind of decent to go and kind of get a, an MOT or an NCT on yourself every six months to a year. Just get bloods done. 30 or 40 quid. Um, it's not that expensive. I've had a couple of them recently because I felt a little bit run down. I just wanted to see if everything was okay. My white cells were a little bit run down. And I've just been trying to focus on my sleep, feel a lot better. And um, it, it's definitely worked. My vitamin D and all my other uh, my thyroid and all that kind of stuff was okay so like when you're getting your when you're getting your blood tests and stuff it goes through various different kind of avenues your your thyroid your vitamin d your iron all that kind of stuff so i recommend kind of do go get that so ideally you get blood tested and supplement accordingly according to what the doctor says but i would kind of recommend kind of two and a half thousand to four thousand ius per day and that's the kind of measurements that they use and then so that's vitamin D. So a lot of people are deficient. So I'd make sure that you are going to go out there and kind of make sure you got a vitamin D fish oil so far. And then there's the other ones like caffeine. A lot of us rely on caffeine a lot. So in relation to caffeine, caffeine, I use caffeine. I have caffeine kind of probably around mid morning, 
because I have a little bit of a lull. And I also use caffeine as my pre-workout. I tend to stay away from the, those kind of energy drinks just as a personal preference. I know a lot of the PTs that I work with and a lot of people who I see in the gym and stuff like that use the pre-workouts to kind of get a little bit extra buzz. I've no problem people doing that. Please feel free to work away on those. And even I was at the lecture during the week or on the weekend and the the lecture talk uh, the presenter was taking it as well. So caffeine can improve endurance, improve your anaerobic performance and improve reaction or speed or concentration. So I know when I take it, I use it because I'm up at silly o'clock in the morning at about 5am most mornings and my kind of concentration levels, I finish with clients kind of mid-morning. Then I have a little bit of a break and this is when I do like the podcast or my admin work or my check-ins online, all that kind of stuff. So my concentration dips down a little bit and I, I kind of need it for a little bit of a boost and that's what i do so it also may increase your strength which is always a huge benefit so when should you take it i would ideally say kind of take it 60 minutes prior to training or prior to a competition but make sure that it's not too close to competition because it can have a laxative effect and it can have an irritable effect to your stomach as well so it can be taken before important training sessions as well so Tea and coffee do, do not have the same efficacy. Consider decre- decreasing daily consumption as well. And then I would kind of your daily dose range, I would say, would be two to six milligrams per kilo of body weight. So caffeine is also it's it, there's so many different types of coffees out there at the minute. So the ones that I would kind of say with espresso because there's little or no milk, there's a flat white, but it's probably about 130 calories with a little bit of milk. Don't go for the, like the mocha frappa lappuccinos that are out there. Take the low, lower calorie options. And I actually put up a post on my Instagram probably about two weeks ago relation to the calories. So you can have a look at that. So it's at Shane Walsh Fitness. So then we've also got creatine. So creatine was one of the, when I was in school, creatine was one of those that was, had a bad rep. And it is probably one of the most researched um, supplements that's out there at the minute and it is probably one of the the better ones for you as well like it will increase your muscle strength increase your muscle size it will also increase your recovery and your glycogen storage which is your energy storage so ideally you could take it with food or carbs so carbs is like your rice your bread all that kind of stuff and after training tends to be the best time we don't have such thing as kind of an anabolic window so sometimes you see in the gym when you are training and particularly kind of the bro science or the, the the guys who are looking to get jacked is that they seem to think that they need to kind of like as they're walking out the door they need to get this big protein shake or big massive um shake into them you don't need to so ideally it'd be quite close enough but if you can't get it in within an hour it's okay just kind of close enough it's a bit like protein uh, you don't need to, if you kind of get that within two to four hours, the same was same way Arnold Schwarzenegger used to uh, to say back in the day when he kind of did it, like, just try and get it in uh, as you can. So if you can get the, you can get your protein in kind of two to four hours afterwards or, or as you can, you'll be okay. Um, so after training teams seems to be the best time to increase, decrease muscle size at the beginning, consider loading. And what I mean by that is taking kind of a bigger dosage so loading is five to seven days of 20 grams so each scoop 
uh, is probably about five grams. So you take four doses of that and then five grams per day as a maintenance dose. So that would be ideally. So five grams per day is kind of the maximum amount, I would say, on that. Um, and you may f you may see a little bit of your weight fluctuate because there's a little bit more water being held. OK, so then we've also got the last one, which is protein. So there are various different types of protein. There is whey protein and there's casein protein. So whey protein is the one that's readily available. So whey protein is actually from milk. It's literally the top of the milk. So there is lactose. So there is top. It's the top of the milk from uh, and then these scientists or these uh, supplement companies so they could be sell this on and that's how they get whey protein so whey protein is is very good for kind of getting a little bit of protein into you if you're trying if you're struggling to get enough protein into you from your your food or from your meats and stuff like that particularly in vegetarians i would recommend getting a protein supplement and there are vegan supplements out there as well i know a few of my clients are taking those but but particularly in whey would be the best one to take. Like you take one scoop, you can take it with water, you can take it with milk or whatever way you do it. I know I personally put it into my porridge in the mornings with all my fruit and my almond milk and I mix, mix that all together, put it in the fridge overnight and it's and I know a lot of the PTs do that where I work as well. And then we've got casein. So casein can help you. Uh, I would take that before bed and this will help you as well. So if you're ultimately, if you're looking for your protein source, protein is very key. So if you are in a caloric deficit, which is uh, less calories than your maintenance, you can still gain muscle. So by eating a little bit more protein, you're gonna, you're more than likely gonna gain a little bit more muscle. So the more protein you have, the more muscle you can hold on to. Uh, but you're not gonna, like, unless you're a freak of nature, you're not gonna gain, Unless you're a newbie as well, you're not going to gain 10 kilos of muscle every year. It's it's just unless you're an absolute freak. There was I think there was a genetic, there was a guy who was like a genetic freak and he was, he kind of gained maybe 12 kilos of muscle or 12 or 15 kilos in two or three years, but he was a genetic freak. So uh, don't like, if when you are kind of trying to pull on weight and stuff like that, it's mainly going to be a little bit of fat and just the carbs and the, the increase in food will give you a bit more energy your lifts will go up and stuff like that so if you are looking for your protein sources your protein is the most important thing in order to build muscle as there's an energy uh, effect out of it too so i'd kind of aim to eat four to six portions of protein a day as well so i hope that answers the question on the protein side of things so then the next question so i've been asked this recently sorry i'm just taking a drink of water so I've been asked this recently and I actually met up with someone regarding this question. They preferred me if I didn't say their name or anything like that. So the question is, looking at becoming a PT, but I need to keep my job for money. Any advice on where to do the course or how to make the jump? So I did my course in Elite in BlackRock. There are other courses out there. There's Image, I think it's called. And then there's one in UCD. So the one in UCD is a little bit longer. I think it's six to nine months, I think. I don't know if you the PTs that I work with do it there. I did it there and they're very good. I did mine in Elite and I think it was a four week, I think it was four week was the, I think it was six weeks between the two. I think it was two weeks for gym instructor, four weeks for PT full time. I know that they do a part-time one that you can do it at night as well. I think that's like 13 to, or 13 to 16 weeks, I think it is. And you do that a Tuesday night and a Saturday, total day Saturday and a Tuesday night. So in relation to this, everyone needs to keep their money. 
and PT is a hard slog. So what I would say to someone that's looking to get into the PT would be there's two tactics that you can take. If you're so fed up in your job and you really want to go for the PT, then quit your job and go and do the course that will get you qualified the fastest. And then you can kind of get working straight away in one of the, 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 the big chains or if you're setting up on your own, go for that. Or else the other way to do it is to do a part-time course and keep your job and study at night and then you'll be able to kind of still make a living and you can once you've qualified you can kind of see how you are you can take a few people in the evenings take a few people on the weekends run boot camps that kind of thing and you will be able to kind of get a little bit more of an additional income and once that additional income is up at a certain level that you'll be able to live off well then you know that it's for you and then you'll still have the security of the money that's coming in from your normal job and once it's up, up at a significant level or enough level that you can live off happily and, you're, and if you have a family and all that kind of stuff, then that's when it gets a little bit tricky. But you can definitely uh, go out and be able to kind of make that a living out of it. So PT, like it, it's, it's not, I don't even see it as a job. It's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity for me to go out and help people, as many people as I want, as many people as as possible and that's why i offered so much content to you guys that's why i started the podcast that's why i do put so much on instagram that's why i do the q a's and that's why i have tried to help as many people as i can on the face-to-face and that's why i'm now offering the online coaching service so with the online coaching service is going to be a little bit of a shameless plug so the time this is going out i've opened up slots for april so the online coaching service is uh, you can get a little bit more information about it on www.shamewashfitness.com and the online coaching service will allow you to get a tailored program around you and any injuries that you have or any uh, meal specifications that you have or any dietary requirements. It will also give you your tailored uh, tailored nutrition plan. So with the tailored nutrition plan, I don't give out meal plans. The meal plans that I give aren't tailored. They're literally ideas for meals and recipes and stuff like that. And you must, you may have seen me putting out PDFs and stuff like that on on Instagram and stuff like that. And I've sent those out to various different people. And thank you so much for people that have, have kind of sent me messages back on those as well. And I also give you out a booklet, which kind of gives you hit sessions if you want, uh, exercise guides, uh, it also gives you a kind of supplement guide as well, where to get your protein from, where to get your carbs from, where to get your fats from. And then also on a week, you fill in a weekly form and the, on the form is I'll share that with you on Google Drive. You fill that in by a Friday at 6 p.m. And then I, I I give you feedback on that on the by the Sunday at the latest uh, and I go through that and I send you over a personalized YouTube video and that's only for you. Only you can see that. And that goes through all the information that you filled in. So it's, if you're interested in hearing a little bit more, there's a form up on www.shamewashfitness.com that you can fill in and we can have a consultation, um, via phone or whatever time suits you. And we can have a chat a little bit more and we can go from there. Not everyone is suited to online coaching, but I'm, I, I hope I can take on as many as I can. I've got the guys that I have on at the moment are amazing. They're doing amazingly well. And I hope the the it kind of it ticks 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 along and I, I get to help as many people as I can. So that was a little bit of a sign up, a bit of a shameless plug, so I do apologize. So I hope that helped if you're looking to become a PT. So 
the next question that has come in is thoughts on protein bars as a source of protein and a snack. So this question was actually answered by T2 Triceps, uh, aka Rebecca Nolan. Sorry, just taking a drink of water. I'm really thirsty, so apologies. So Rebecca spoke about this in episode eight of the Shane Watch Fitness podcast, and that was probably one of the most downloaded episodes. And like protein bars for me. I only eat them if I am looking for a bit of a sugar hit. I know a lot of people do like them, and because they have protein in them, they assume they are so-called healthy. Uh, protein bars, are the, the quality of the protein that is in them isn't the greatest. So you may be better, better off getting the, the protein from a food, rather like a chicken or a meat or something like that, and rather than getting it from the bar. But you also, like, if you think about it, like most bars have kind of 15 to 20 grams of protein in them. That's not a lot. A piece of chicken has the same thing. And your a piece of chicken has more other vitamins and minerals in it as well. And it's hot, lower in calories. So it's, it's okay as a snack, but I wouldn't rely on it as a sole source of protein. If you are struggling for your protein source, I, it would be much better for you to take a scoop away protein and put that into uh, one of your foods or your breakfast or something like that and get it from that. I see protein bars personally as a candy bar and I the quality of the protein isn't the greatest. So I'd, I'd be much better off getting it from either your foods or from your from your, uh, your whey protein. So then the next question uh, is, I struggle to eat breakfast in the morning. Will this affect my metabolism and should I train on a fasted stomach? So I know this was one of these things that when I was growing up, it was, oh, you should eat breakfast. You won't be able to concentrate. You won't be able to, it will affect your metabolism, your growing, all this kind of stuff. Those studies that kind of said all that kind of stuff for that information came out was from, was paid for by the likes of the big massive companies, uh, Kellogg's. So. The whole thing about breakfast in the morning is if you can eat breakfast in the morning, do it. If you can't eat breakfast in the morning just because your stomach hasn't opened up yet or you're just not hungry, don't. It will not affect your metabolism. I can't reiterate that enough. This, the, the, the research states that it doesn't affect your metabolism. So in relation to struggling to eat breakfast in the morning and you're looking to train, so what I would advise to do, I have a couple of clients that just can't do it in the morning is you've the kind of two tactics tactics to do this. You can either have a little bit more carbs the night before or even 30 or 40 grams of porridge the night before. So when you're sleeping, you're not necessarily using the energy from those carbs that you've taken from the, the, the porridge or the rice or whatever it is. So the energy will still be there. Or you could have a little bit of porridge the morning of and this should suffice. But like you don't need to take it if you don't if if needs be, but um it, it's it's definitely not gonna affect your metabolism. So I hope that answers your question. And then how do I get a flat stomach is the next question that has is probably one of the questions I get asked the most regarding the flat stomach, which but most of my 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 clients are on the female side. Um and female side sounds so weird i do apologize so most of my clients are females that's how i should word it so how do i get a flat stomach so i just want to be honest with people out there there's no hard or fast way to get rid of belly fat you may think you can spot reduce 
but ask any PT or any person in the industry with their with their qualification, but they'll just they'll bust the belly myth completely. Uh, that's because your body decides where it wants to store fat, not you. It's down to your genetics. So I know myself when I was preparing for the photo shoot that there was a little ridge at the just above at the bottom of my stomach that I struggled to get rid of. And that was just down to my genetics. So I managed to get rid of that probably about two days before the photo shoot. And then it probably came back two or three days after. So all that work, all that calorie deficit. And I only I only had it gone for about three or four days. So it's all down to your genetics. So I'll give you a couple of tips, but here are the tips anyway. So hard work. The only guaranteed way to get a flat stomach is through diet and exercise. And that's me being 100% honest. The, to be more precise, you need to, to use up the fat you've stored around your abs. But because spot reducing is a myth, you'll have to focus, focus on reducing your fat throughout the whole body. So what I mean by that is going in a caloric deficit. So the way to kind of calculate your, your maintenance calories would be to go onto a BM or calculator. So uh, B for Barry, M for Michael and R for Robert. And you can Google any one of those and you'll be able to see your calories that will keep you at the same level. And then I would reduce your calories. I would not reduce it by three, four, five hundred. I would reduce it by the minimum amount. So that could be two or three hundred, I would say. If you're going on a diet, try to reduce it by the minimal amount. And then if it, then if you're if you're still not losing weight, you can go to somewhere else. If you go too low too quickly. So say if you bring yourself down to 1,200 calories, you're still not losing weight. Well, then the only, only other option is then to lower those calories and then you've nowhere else to go. So I wouldn't recommend going too low a number. And then if you have any questions or you want me to calculate your calories, just pop me a message and I can do that for you. And we can even have, we can have a chat. So to do that, you'll need to burn more calories than you put in every day. But it's more complicated than that. Eat less and move more. Uh, and then you'll you'll need to increase your protein levels you'll because this will make you feel for lot f- feel full for longer apologies but you'll also need to kind of mix in a little bit of resistance training and that's weights but you'll also keep a little bit of cardio i don't mean kind of you need to go out and do loads of hit sessions like joe wicks you can do kind of low intensity uh, cardio as well uh, from the likes of the stairmaster or just getting out for walks and stuff like that and this will kind of keep you going train and this this will help you burn a little bit more calories um so a mixture of resistance training and cardio don't do cardio before resistance training do the resistance training before the cardio because you need to get maximal output out of your your weight training so the other thing is kind of getting a rest and sleep this is what like i can't stress enough how much of an impact your rest and sleep has so, so so much of your body's fat burning happens when you are asleep not only do you process your food of the day your muscles continue to metabolize and repair throughout the night so most of us think that when we're asleep we literally just lie there our body is burning like hell our body is working like hell to repair itself from the, the day before so we can wake up re-energize and stuff like that so i i would i could i couldn't recommend that highly enough and you'll also be more likely to eat rubbish if you've underslept. That's me personally. I'm, I'm one of those that if I eat, if I haven't slept, I will be more prone to kind of go and pick and graze and all that kind of stuff, which, and then this happens, especially at the weekends, that 
after a night out and stuff like that, you're more than likely to kind of go out and go and get your Eddie Rockets or out, out in your binge and stuff like that. So the, the next point would be kind of abs are made in the kitchen. So abs are made in the kitchen. So if you're looking to kind of get abs and stuff like that, I would reduce your maintenance calories by kind of 15 to 20% because then you can lower them down if needs be. And this will give you a good starting point and to lose rate at about an, an average rate of about one to two pounds. And whilst you're kind of, you're kind of, as long as your protein's high enough, you'll also increase your muscle. So you need to kind of get enough protein to kind of combat kind of your hunger levels, but also to kind of gain, to hold on to any new muscle mass that you are going to be gaining. It could, like the, the one thing I would say to you guys is it could take months before you even start to notice a difference. Don't expect the, the process to be easy. I know I probably underestimated it when I did it. I thought it was going to be a short, easy process. I did mine for 10 weeks and I had to do a crash diet. Crash diets don't work. So if you're going to be going on holidays in like the likes of June or May, give yourself enough time, go slowly, slowly. And then if you need to go at the end of kind of like reducing the calories significantly, please feel, please do that. But if you're looking for a kind of a program for yourself, ask one of the PTs in your local gym or reach out to myself on social media at Shane Walsh Fitness or contact myself at shanewalshfitness.com and we can have a chat. So what I've re- what I've realized is that like from doing the shoot is that the, having a six pack or having a town six pack won't change your life. It's one of those things you see in all the magazines, you see in I kind of on in music videos and kind of on ads and billboards and stuff like that. It's not going to change your life. It's not maintainable. A lot of the video, a lot of the abs and stuff and all those billboards you are all kind of cropped and all that kind of stuff. The people you see on Instagram, they don't look like that. They're like, like there are people in great shape and stuff like that, but they're, they're genetic freaks or else they're up steroided to fuck. So, it's the way I would kind of recommend to kind of, if you're feeling comfortable in your stomach or in your clothes and you are feeling good, you've lost a little bit of weight, you're feeling a little bit more defined in your muscles and stuff like that, that's what you should be looking for. You shouldn't necessarily be looking for to kind of get those abs. That's my personal opinion because I know I've tried to do it myself. I've changed my mindset completely now. And it's just one of those things that the the you don't like abs won't make you happy and that's that 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 is the truth so the next question next question was sent in to me by a number of people this is the last question that i'm going to look at um or kind of mention in the q a so thank you so much for everyone that sent one in i'm going to be doing a few posts on the other ones that you guys have sent in and i hope this has helped so far so the next question is i'm going on holidays in june i'm new to the gym any advice on where to start so the biggest thing that I would say is just go for it. I when I when I first started training and I wouldn't have had the greatest training background, I wouldn't have had a gym membership. So the way I started to train was doing little hit sessions. I used to play football and that was the way I kept fit. And then I stopped doing that and that's when I put on all the weight, felt like crap. And I would say if you it doesn't necessarily have to be the gym, it can be going out for walks. So some activity is better than nothing. So even 20 minutes of cardio, go to a class if you don't feel comfortable with that or else even jump onto the treadmill. But if you are going on the treadmill, make sure that it's not 20 minutes every day. Or if it is 20 minutes every day, make sure to challenge yourself with a little bit more, a little bit faster up on the treadmill. 
uh, and try to go that way. So I know it can be intimidating when you go into a gym, but I would say just go for it. As long as you've kind of got your your gym gear on, your headphones or your towel and your drink of water, I would say just go for it. If you're a new starter to the gym, get shown around on the gym intro. I know in the gym that I work in, we do kind of these gym intros for new starters. And this allows us to go and show that new, that person, whoever comes in, we don't know them from Adam. We just show them around the gym, making sure they understand how to use all the equipment. And then if they have any questions or if they're interested in personal training, we can talk to them then. So I recommend having a chat with one of the trainers, the gym instructors, whoever's on the floor, the manager on the floor, have a chat with them. And then if, the, if you're interested in PT, go for that. That's not a shameless plug. I would recommend hiring someone that you feel may be able to help you and make sure you have a decent relationship with that person. Don't just go for the first PT that you see as it's important for you to be able to get on with that person because you could be at your lowest point and if that person doesn't get you on an emotional level or a personal level, they're not going to get you at all and they may not be able to show any apathy towards you, especially, particularly on your low days where you could be a little bit low on energy or you could have a stressful day or there could be something going on at home. It's very important to kind of pick the right person. So it's very important for you guys to kind of get started, get your foot in the door and actually do something. You'll be amazed how quickly that initial fear actually goes away. And when you kind of get get a, get a bit sweaty, kind of get your muscles aching and stuff like that, you've like you've you'll you'll figure out that when you've got your headphones on or else you're just kind of getting moving and stuff like that, that like no one is watching you. And that is the biggest thing that I hear, particularly amongst kind of females and stuff like that they kind of can get intimidated that's not just a that's not a pop at kind of females in the gym as a whole but i just my 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 experience from kind of working in the gym is that it's kind of particularly females in particular are a little bit scared of kind of the the, the, the kind of the big boy area of kind of where they see all the the bigger guys in the dumbbell area kind of lifting loads of heavy weights loads of grunts and stuff like that they couldn't give less of a fuck what you what you're doing if they see something that you're doing something wrong, they may go up and sit, talk to you and may advise you. And if you need to get someone to help you with one of the weights that might be a little bit too heavy, get one of the get one of the trainers or get one of the kind of the guys around you to help. Everyone's there for the same reason. They're looking to lose weight. They're looking to kind of put a bit of muscle on, look better in a t-shirt. Everyone's there for the same reason. So just go for it. Um. Another intimidation factor for me was simply not knowing how to use certain machines or do exercises. Go and talk to someone and get shown how to use that, be it a stair climber or a rowing machine or any other kind of funny looking machine because they can be intimidating. And I completely understand it shows so much apathy to anyone that he's kind of starting out in their, their journey. It is the most difficult part to do. It's just a mental block. And the, f- the first day can be a little bit overwhelming, particularly when it's a packed gym. If you can kind of go in on a, on a lower, on a, on a low time rather than kind of the peak times your schedule may not allow that you may you may have kids and stuff like that so just kind of if you can go in on those kind of those kind of times and have a chat with someone then that may make it easier for you so i try to make a conscious effort with kind of new starters is to kind of have them kind of in the mornings and then kind of progress them into the evenings uh because the evenings are kind of the busier time there's still people in the mornings uh, which is great to see but in the evenings generally it's a little bit busier and economy kind of be can be overwhelming but uh i would say kind of just just simply just go for it so like nobody is judging you is kind of the next point and i kind of, I kind of alluded to it earlier everyone has to start somewhere 
everyone is there for the same reason. Everyone's just looking to put get feel a little bit better about themselves, get a sweat on, kind of get the, the stress away from the busy week, busy day, kind of get away from kind of the stresses of life and all that kind of stuff. So just just kind of push yourself through, stick the headphones on, get yourself in and out. You could be you could kind of you could be kind of done in kind of to get your 30, 40 minutes on and just get a class on, uh, get a class in and you'll be happy. Out. And then the other thing is just be saying, this is one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten. That was one of my old lectures. He's now in his own place called at, it's at SB fitness on Instagram. So give Sean, I follow. he was my lecturer for my course and this is the best piece of advice. And I think I mentioned this a little while ago. So, like while working out is a great way to unleash your primal side, you should still kind of practical manners and respect your fellow gym goers and stuff. There's no need to be a prick. It actually takes more effort to be a prick. So knowing the unwritten rules of the land will not only make you feel more confident, but save you from getting the kind of look that like the filthy looks for not cleaning up after yourself. Please do just clean up after yourself. There's no point in leaving five, tens, fifteens or whatever weight it is up on the bench or up on the squat rack or whatever like that. Please do clean up after yourselves just re-rack yours just be just be sound and then there's a couple of other things is kind of don't overdo it don't set yourself up for kind of five days just say you're going to do five days a week and you can only manage three because that's going to be that's going to set you up for a fall from the off and we don't want that to happen so pace yourself kind of start off with two or three days a week Go for classes two, three, three days a week or start training two, three, two or three days a week and go from there. You can always up, but I only personally, I only train four days a week and I do an upper, lower or sorry. Yeah. Upper, lower rest, upper, lower split. And I try to get those four days in uh, depending on my schedule, depending on my tiredness levels and stuff like that. So don't overdo it. Um, so I'd also recommend taking a uh, lifting uh, log or a lifting journal. Take notes of kind of the numbers that you're lifting and you'll be surprised how quickly they go up, particularly if you're new to the whole gym side of things. Uh, how uh, When you're a newbie, your lifts will go up so so quickly. So I'd look at that and that would be kind of a nice win for you mentally if you start looking back and kind of, oh, wow, I, I was kind of benching maybe 30 kilos three months ago and now i'm kind of benching 60 kilos that's a bit drastic but you kind of get you kind of get the get the point uh, and then you have to realize that pro- progress will not happen overnight so if you are getting ready for a holiday in june so that's kind of leaving you with kind of 10 weeks 11 weeks from when i'm recording this episode give yourself enough time and don't do anything too drastic too early on reduce your calories by if you're if you find your maintenance calories reduce them by about 20 percent and then you can reduce them again close to the time if needs be. Keeping your protein high is most important for anyone that hasn't done macros and stuff. The protein and your calorie deficit is the biggest things. And you just no need to worry about your carbs and your fats and stuff like that for now. But guys, if you have any questions at all regarding this, thank you so much for listening. I'd love to get some feedback on this. If you have any questions regarding coaching or online coaching, please do drop me a message on www.shanewalshfitness.com or at shanewalshfitness. I'd be more than happy to kind of have a chat with you guys. I have only, I only tend to only offer a couple of slots every month because I don't want the quality of my service to drop. I don't want a massive influx of 20. I'd love to have an influx of 20 people to kind of come on and stuff like that. But for me to kind of keep the service at where I want it to be, I... I only tend to open up maybe two or three a month. So if you have any questions at all, guys, and please, please do like and share the episode. If you found it any way useful, tag me in it and share it with your friends. And I hope you guys have found that useful. 
and I, I really appreciate you guys for listening as always and uh guys thank you so much and i will talk to you soon